VGG, not VGA, claims, uh, or the community claims that four is best. So oh. since I've only since I've only done one, part of me wonders since it's pretty quick and pretty scripted that we queue for four again and see how it goes. So I can like get another re- roll at it. Sure. Um, since it'll probably end up being about the same difference in terms of time. And then, uh, you know, we can, we, then we can discuss our both two and four P experience. Speaking of just curious, have you tried it th- at three before? I have played it uh, IRL at three and I've played it I think, yeah. once on BGA at three. Oh, okay. Nice. And, and then have you tried five? I was, I was curious about this other yeah, two because those seem kind of awkward. Because I looked at yeah. it and it was like, it technically holds five players. I don't think yeah. I've played it. If I have played it, it was very casual get together and we have five people and that's kind of an awkward number. Right. So we played Tokaido and then I don't remember anything about it. My, Damn, my best okay. guess is that at four, it feels very, it feels like there's enough stuff. I think at five, it's going to get crowded. Scarce. Yeah, crowded and scarce. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so, I, you really only get to do like two spaces before you get to the end or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, th- two and three can feel crowded because you only have half the, not half, but there's no double spaces. And right. then four feels good because there's double spaces. And it feels okay, like yeah. that, that player count has the most room. And then five is just going to go back to have not having not enough room again, I think. But I'm yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see. I'm hoping to get it because um, I think it was going to strike well with my like circle. Uh, like my yeah, parents will probably definitely. love it. My my brother and uh, sister in law who live in Japan will love it. Uh, you know, so I'm I'll try it at five. I mean, it won't be today, but I'll probably try it at five and kind of see because I'm curious because I, I feel like not a lot of games go up to five and also play well at five. Like, I feel like that's a pretty rare thing to find unless it's like an RPG or a, like Nemesis, you know, like a game that's like, like this, well, we're, not, we're not talking about weight yet proper, but like a game that looks like this, that mechanically is like this, that has the weight that this has. I mean, when we drafted uh, earlier in at the end of season one, beginning of season two, this was on our, we have light games and heavy games. This was on, this was one of your light picks, right? So you like, it kind of has sort of a, I don't want to say it's a stigma, but I can't think of the word, but it has an, an expect, or maybe you have an expectation coming to it based on what you see, based on the weight, based on X, based on Y, to where it would be like, okay, this is probably simple. It plays really fast. I mean, what's BGA say 20 minutes for the game with all the scripting? I think yeah, without it, it's like 45, which is probably right. So like, you know, a game like that, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't look at that game and say, oh, I bet you it goes up to six players or up to five players it's probably like oh it's probably two or four or three and that's it like brass or arc nova or all these other ones that are like two three maybe four is pretty good five doesn't work anymore like it always kind of feels like that's the you know <laughs> that's the formula if that makes sense yeah yeah i'm, I'm trying so i'd to be curious to see other games that are on the lighter side that just play well at five but are not like yeah trivial games that's probably not Flamecraft a plays well at five i i would imagine i played it at four and it fits good and i feel like one more wouldn't change it really yeah i don't know if that would be considered excuse me like light or that's like you're you're getting into like heavier there like you that's what i was thinking yeah a a lot of the same things apply to tokaido as apply to flamecraft having me playing flamecraft twice um 
where the game looks really friendly and you can just play it as a casual experience. But if you want to try hard in Flamecraft, you can try hard in Flamecraft. Same as Tokaido. Right. I have, I'm yeah. not even close to being able to see if there's actually anything there for, yeah. for tryharding like there is with Tokaido. But that's just because I haven't played it enough. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only one that really comes to mind. So I'm, I kind of want to, like, as... As, I mean, I have Flamecraft too, so like I kind of want to try it at five a couple times and like and like think about it, like stu- not study it, but like I kind of want to like sink my teeth into it to see what's there, like how how you have with Hokkaido a bit, just to kind of like compare because it feels like those might be good comparison points. My gut is telling me that they might be based on playing Hokkaido now. What I probably played twenty maybe games and then playing Flamecraft maybe fifteen times. Like That's a lot. I'm still sh- like, cause I, and most of it's been IRL, right? Like, I mean, we've probably, probably pulled it out 10 times with my, with my peeps since getting it. And then I've played at least two TTS games. Maybe it's been, so maybe 12. Right. But like, I've, I've, I've done it enough to where I feel like I'm like, I know it kind of well, but I haven't like sunk into it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know all, like I haven't seen all the locations, for example. Right. I haven't seen like this. So I'm not like in, I'm not the nitty gritty yet, but I'm also not like, I'm learning it. I don't know what's happening. So, yeah, I want to see what happens with those two. Those feel like interesting pressure points or uh, comparison points. Anyway. Yeah, that, that's a funny five, – five is kind of a funny number for war games because a lot yeah. came out at four. Uh, and we had this exact problem way, way back when, when we used to play war games more and we had like a bigger group of people where mm-hmm. it was all couples and then me, and I'm the fifth wheel or I'm the seventh. Yeah. So I had to find the, like – JC was nice enough to, to go look up games that played well at five and seven and odd yeah. numbers. And uh, other things that we played that are kind of on the lighter side, Coup. Coup plays at five. Oh, okay. I think that might be the best number for it. Like four is fine, five is fine. I don't think you can play at six. But yeah, yeah. Coup and then the Resistance, that also plays well at high player counts. Nice, And okay. those are kind of... They're kind of like medium heavy, but they play yeah. very fast. It's a lot of negotiation and hidden information type stuff. So it's that flavor of game. Yeah, yeah, I got you. The um, and, yeah. do you know like secret? Is it Secret Hitler? What I'm thinking of, or yeah, there's like code, like code names before. maybe or something like yeah, that. Do you know names, that one? Yeah, code names is um, code names is really good. If you haven't played, yeah, code so names, you code names. Yeah, I've only played like twice, but so games like that. I don't like that genre of like part. I guess that's called a party game, really. Yeah, that's close to a party game. Although you can you can also try hard at code games if you really want to. But that's <laughs> a party game, right? Yeah. That's so like that, you, you pull that out kind for of style Thanksgiving feels. after dinner and yeah. and play that with your family. Yeah, exactly. Have a good that's time. Like that's that's it's a very solid game. And those like games like that, I feel like are the ones that typically, if people are thinking, oh, I've got five. Plus, I feel like five is the lowest number on that like scale, where it seems like a game like Codenames or something would be what people would go to and grab. Like, oh, it's you, like on average, right? Like, like you said, like JC was nice enough to go and look and see, hey, what five player games are there that exist, and maybe finds some like Codenames, which is fine. But like personally, for me, I'm not really into that style as much. Like, I've played them and I've like enjoyed them, but the sort the like bigger group dynamic in my experience is often like everyone's also drinking and like kind of ultimately just wants to like giggle and like 
talk and maybe like this gives them an excuse to start socializing and then that now they're socializing they no longer give a shit about the game in any way and then yeah. it's like hey we're still playing and they're like oh sorry what i don't care and like it dies mm-hmm. that that just might be the people i'm with or where i'm from or who knows right but those games kind of tend to always do that so like i just kind of had like a bad couple of times with them i think so like for me coming to this to so to Kaido and seeing it plays at five for example i'm like oh shit this could be like a party game that's actually a game that people won't do that with potentially you yeah, know what i mean so like i'm kind of just so, like sensitive to that that's not so heavy like Tokaido falls into the category of games that I just I've, I've figured out that I figured out what I like in board games and it took me yeah. this long but yeah. <laughs> it's the exact opposite like like Zoo, Ark Nova we covered is the exact right. opposite of what I want because essentially based on our conversation me having tried to play it and failed so many times right? <laughs> it is like to me very difficult to actually like physically play the game there's so much right. going on. You have so many options and so many things and so many actions you can take in different ways. Very simply putting down an enclosure and needing to orient it exactly correctly or close to that is like <laughs> annoying. And then yeah. it's that for five things. Right. And then you upgrade right. things. Right. And then you draw cards and there's more things. And then you have a break for some reason and messes everything up. And, and makes then there's you reset. two score tracks. Yep. Like just playing that game is very difficult. Yeah. But based on what Apple said, once you get your cards, like you have one or two shots to improve your hand, and then the game kind of plays itself. If you know how the mechanics work, the game tells you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it just leads you to a path, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. It says you have this animal and this animal in order to efficiently make the most points you can. The game is telling you that you need to upgrade to something or other to be able to afford that particular enclosure and that particular thing. Right. But all those things are kind of determined based on what your hand is. And there's not a lot of latitude right. in what you do, just in the order you do it. And that's where the difficulty comes in. Yeah. And something like Tokaido is the opposite. It's really easy to play. You pick up your meeple and you move it somewhere. Yeah, that's super easy. <laughs> it's like the easiest to card. <laughs> and it's just like the worst thing that happens is you have to pay money and have to decide how much money to spend on something. Right. And then it's the next player's turn. And you just keep going. But, yeah, it's as simple as it comes. Yeah, but the interesting part about it is that the actual like heavier gameplay takes place in your brain, and that's the kind of game that I like. The game that yeah. looks simple to play, but is actually like deceptively difficult to play well. Easy to play, hard to play well. That's an interesting totally way to describe that. Yeah, because that's like because you said that before, and like that makes sense. But now that you've said it this way, I totally see it. Like. Yeah, simple yeah, and like, easy and the surface, but then like you can act if and then it's like if you choose to, you can play it and sink into it, like you said, right? Yeah, or you can just you can just play it. You can you can turn your brain off and just say I'm gonna move move some meeples and have a good time. And right. Some games are better with that than others, but this one has great art and it's fun and you can block people and that's interesting. Yeah. I, we all, we all have that one friend who does not actually try to win the game because they feel like they're out of their depth strategically, <laughs> so right. they just spend the whole game blocking people. Yep. Like, oh, you want this? All right, I'll go there. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh you want this thing? You shouldn't have said that. Now I'm moving here. I'm like, dude, you you have <laughs> you have all the money. You're not going to be able to spend all the money. They don't care. They just don't want you to have money. Have the money, right? Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. You want to do this? You have, yeah. the, you have the thing open? Yeah. All do right. I push play with you again? Like we did before. Yeah. Just play now. All right. Um, on count of three, we'll hit. We'll cue together. Okay. One, right. two, three.
Look at us breaking, uh, breaking BGA here. It's just because like there's probably an easier way to do this. I'm just not familiar enough with. with yeah, oh, this, I mean this works well enough. So. Yeah, in in because not a lot of people like a lot of people play Tokaido in here, but not a lot a lot of people. So if you queue at the same time, you're just gonna usually find other people. Yeah. But, like there there's very rarely more than a couple people looking at any given time. All right. Oh, I can be the old man who wants to who wants to to, to be a, like in a bath. Oh boy! Number like of coins. Favorite character. Each one. Oh no! Did you each earn one point and one coin before each encounter? That's pretty good. I have like a farm yeah. base. I have a second farm basically. Yeah, you also have to fight people. That's the thing because there's a couple characters that that are encounter based. So you got to hope that nobody else picks the encounter one. And I've already told you I took the orphan. So you at least know I'm not taking that. Yeah, I'll do this one. I don't know so the characters got, well enough to know. Oh, oh yeah, I'm first. Got, yeah, you, you got one of the other guys. You got uh, Yoshiyasu. He's the other guy that does... Uh, what's it called? Um, encounters? Yeah. And then I actually... Ooh, I can literally buy all three of these money. for five. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you, better get, you better get the money then. Uh, should I like all three? Oof. Yeah, I can get farm. I think. I, I'd probably pay three for two of them. Yeah, I'll do, yeah. <laughs> that, that way, in case you miss out on the money, you're not totally dead to rights. Yeah, there's another. There's an encounter spot, so I could get up to three at that second encounter spot. I guess. Yeah. Now I gotta figure out what I'm doing. I think yeah. I go to the encounter. No, bro. I don't particularly want to go. Go to the second village spot so you can be first out. Come on. Hang out with me in this village. <laughs> Second village? No, I don't have any money. I'm, I'm the orphan. I'm poor. Oh, right. You're the orphan. Rip. This is really bad. Oh, hey, look oh, at that. <laughs> Dude, you got the good Three one. Three <laughs> Oh, man. That coin one can be clutch when you uh, just need an encounter to get some coin, you know? That's probably wrong. Like, I feel like every time I do this... So, this guy we're playing against, whatever his rating was, is really high. Oh, like, 372? Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Romania, it looks like. And he already has yep, taken his turn because he knows what he's, he's doing. He's flowing here. This is the but usually usually I can bath. play that fast too, but I'm also talking to you and right. super yeah. dividing my attention. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, I got my hot spring, so that's good news. I guess I'm not fighting you guys for hot springs. Nah, bro. So here's the here's interesting. Maybe I go mountains, even though I've already said that mountains are the biggest like. You did it last time too. The trap. (laughs) Every time I I like skip it, because you're basically giving a free spot. Like you're giving up free value if you skip over a double space. Yeah. So like I don't think that's actually right, but it also ends up giving you two money, which is fine. Uh functionary. Oh, he skipped it. Yeah, because he already has money. And now I'm still gonna get like turn order means I'm gonna get shafted because you're gonna take the money now. Oh, and then the green guy is also going to take the money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me that now cash, homie. So, see, I should have spent it all. No. <laughs> I should have just bought them all. I guess I go to the, I guess I go to the just, temple. Just donate some of that money, orphan girl. Hey, I get to go to the temple. Do I want to go to the temple? Ooh, or do I want to skip ahead? This is Sea Panorama. I could do another hot spring, but that feels like a weird. I think I will go to the temple. 
I'll donate Stop one. Stop fighting me for the temple. Like I'm Never. already not gonna get. I'm already not gonna get encounters, and I'm already not gonna get villages. And this guy's <laughs> probably gonna beat me on food because he's the other food one. Oh, see, I don't know any of that yet. So that's. But it's oh, he's the one where you buy food; it costs one less. Yeah, with the yes. cool hat. I love that one. That's a sweet one. So he it's random. He's the Ron, the Ronin. So like I might be able to out random him, but it's it's random. So there's just no no guarantee because he can. He can kind of flagrantly buy threes. Um, all right, I guess we're doing ocean. <laughs> I think I'm last to get food. It's a shame, but hey, first for last in, first out, right? Got tofu. Tofu's fine. It's a two coster. Sea panorama, temple or farm? Do I skip? I think I farm honestly on my first way out. Well, you'll get to see what, because you're going to be, uh... wow, there's really nothing better than sushi. Dango. I guess you're saving me. I didn't. I'm I'm now. Oh, I'm, you're, I'm the that's purple one. you. Whoops. Yeah. Ooh, I'll take the Unagi. I'll take the sushi. Uh, Unagi's, I think I like the Unagi. Good thing I have three money. And... Farm. Again, your panoramas were trap. That was a terrible <laughs> decision. But every single time, I'm like, "There's, there's like a little bit of value here. I should just get the little bit of value." Yep. Nope. Hey, temple. See, look at you. The orphans going to the temple. Hey, I'm. Oh shit. I'm in the lead. I'll have you guys know right now. Okay. Well, that ended quickly. Just like root, the scoreboard does not come close to telling the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get a double. I get an encounter. I get a rice patty and an encounter. That's pretty dope. This guy over here playing playing the Ronin is playing Woodland, and he's like he's actually ahead on the <laughs> right. score track right now. And he's That's Woodland, really right? Bad. Yeah, really, really bad. I'll take a rice patty. And do I want the mountain or the encounter? I think I want the encounter. Give me something, baby. Three points, I'll take it. Another one because of my thing. Let's go, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try and beat Zay Monster over here. That's all. Shout out to Zay Monster when he listens to this episode. Oh, he's passing me now. He's gonna play at least two in. Yep. All he's right. got so much money. Yeah. It's because he he pays less for uh, meals. Oh, I can be the hot spring guru here. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm punting hot springs because you guys already went into hot springs. Yeah, I have three. The other hot spring guy has how many? One. Just one. Oh yeah, I got like, hot springs. You kind of got to commit to to doing it. Yeah. Who's yellow? Yellow has two now. Yeah, bastard, he's fighting me on him. <laughs> I've got to keep track of yellow basically for my hot springs. Oh wow, he just got a bunch of. Uh... Yeah, he just got max value off of the souvenirs. Damn it! See, I would have done that. Ah, I should have spent it. I'd have like two less bucks right now though, but I think I'm going to get to farm anyway. Do I farm here? I could go for no panoramas. I think I'll farm. I'm going to last in again. Which yeah, means I might get the, I might get the food one too. If I can get that. another three, which I got is pretty good. Two, so I have a three. Uh, run you have, you have two twos. The numero uno guy has a one, and then 
brown boy has a two. So yeah, if I go another three, I might be able to take food from y'all. Maybe. This has ended up terribly. Like I, I've mentioned before that I can see about half of a track ahead. Mm -hmm. And right when I landed on that last mountain, it's going to be such that I'm not going to be able to get the mountain panorama unless I put oh. everything on this thing, which might actually be the right play. But this guy can take it from me immediately. Yeah. If he wants to. Only a one, sadly. But he would uh, he would be punting the rest of it as well. Ooh, okay. I already have a fan. That's a shame. I already have a sushi. Ugh. I guess I'll make a second set. Damn, that really sucks. But hey, that means the other two are lucrative as hell now. If I can get them. So I need, really need to hit the next villages. Man, the fact that we can start and finish this on an episode and still yeah, talk about it through. after. Like, we're already halfway through, listeners. And this is crazy. <laughs> and uh, Decoy's in last, so rip. Hey. I just said the thing about the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Oh my god, this guy's gonna take the ocean. Uh, so this guy fields panorama, which is really bad because he's in last. So I either need to. This is not as bad as I thought it was. I'll take the encounter, and then I'll miss the mountain, or just take the mountain. So I think I just take the mountain. Mm. The downside I... is he's gonna go right over to the encounter. Is Green going to block me? Yeah. I, Maybe I'd like he's going to go. Damn. Yeah, he's going to go to the encounter. So do I block oh, the farm? That's real bad. He got a... Uh, I think I blocked the farm. He got I a need, I don't need the cash, but I think Green and Yellow both probably do. Real bad. Damn, he's already got the mountain panorama done. Nice. That's, and the, that's Wow. I, I, I got the mountain. Oh, you got the mountain one, but he got the rice one. Yeah, but he already he did finish it though. I've gone no I'm going no panorama strat here. Yeah, every every time I'm like, panoramas <laughs> suck. Don't go panoramas, and I go panoramas. Yep. Speaking of, see panorama is available to me, but I think I, I have to, oh, this sucks. I'd like to go to this temple. The village is all I need to make sure I get. So I think I will do just, just go to the temple. Straight up to the temple. <laughs> Nah, I'm good. Like, I want like, the why, why would you go to the, the panoramas? Go to the sea if it's already gonna it's already completed and it's only gonna give you one point. That's fair. Rice, I could get two points for the temple. I could go to and donate three. Yeah, and then you put it out of reach. Put it out or of reach, and then I'm there and, then and then I either get the encounter fair. or I get the village, which I also want. But then I'm out of money for food because I'm not gonna get farm if I go to temple. I don't think you can always just go there and put down two. That should be enough. No. Well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> it's not going to be enough, but I'm going to do two so that I can still... I'm hoping if I get farm, then I should be fine. But I don't foresee Yeah, you're, farm. you're not going to get farm here. Yeah, I don't think so. But if I get encounter, I get one buck back. So I just need to have nobody's block that for me. Uh, this is crazy. I feel like the blocking of this game, you really need to like know what other people want. And they're like powers, which is probably pretty easy to figure out pretty quick, I would imagine. Yeah, I've played this enough. Like, all I do is is say at the very beginning of the game, whose powers are what, and are any of them competing with me directly? And also, therefore, I should not be trying to 
fight those people for those things. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are both of these going to money? Maybe. Ooh, farming, eh? Yeah. So this means yellow. Who so just... I don't get the encounter unless he wants the panorama instead. But I get the village, so it worked out. I think. I would love the encounter, though. Uh, I probably should have just taken like rice patty, and then I could have gone like second village encounter or something. Yeah, this this might be a mistake. So so right now you need to look at this is the exact point where your decision making you should be able to figure out who's starting second to last thing. So mm -hmm. like he goes to there, purple goes to this. I'm so, going to the village. Yeah. Yeah. So yellow, Arno is going to be last in the last in or so first. You'll get the no, yellow will be first in. I'll be last in. Again. Yeah, he'll be first and you'll be last in again. So you have the last shot to get out uh, of there. So like your decision making right around the back half of this, you should know that already if you can count it out. Yeah. And that's like your your decision right there. Oh my needs god, to be another freaking by sushi. The uh, what your order is going to be coming out of the second to last stop. Yeah. That's that's something that I've noticed that's really important that I don't do. Oh, I'm not going to be last in. I forgot about that. I'm going to be second to last in. Because <clears throat> um, I forgot there was a second spot there. I think I come out. I probably go temple. Do I really want to encounter the extra cash and the extra point on the encounter is pretty good. But I really need to hit village like twice here, which I don't know that I can do unless I go to no, the village never, right away. You see, you see the village that's at the very end of the track? That one's gone. I might one, literally just jump to that village yeah, after my. That I might just go village, village. To by somebody, like somebody, <laughs> yeah. like before someone even gets to that hot spring or at that hot spring, someone's gonna skip over everything and get there. It happens yeah. almost every time. Is that that spot? Oh, he's got good. three hot springs too, so I have to get hot springs here. And there's only there's a two there's three, so he goes out first. He takes the first hot spring, then he gets hot springs. That sucks. Damn. So that means. I don't know what that means. That means I have to get food, I guess. Um, I have four for food. You have six. He has only three for some reason, so he doesn't care. This guy has six. I don't think I can. If I spend three, I'd go up to seven. That's pretty good. But then I have to farm or encounter. I think I'm going to go for it. Don't, why are you fighting the two people who get free-ish meals? Because. What are you doing? <clears throat> hey, I'm first out. I get to get the uh, hot springs now, bitch. Let's go. All right. Bro, I'm going to win food. You watch. <laughs> I desperately, desperately want this guy to go to the temple, I think. He's not going to. We need... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I have three still. So, yeah, you got to get four to push me into second. Yeah, but I don't have to pay for food. I don't need the money. Oh right. Yeah, he's not. Oh no. You stole my encounter. That was my cash. Right. So Oh you're that's not you, that's green. Yeah, I go here and then the last guy is hard. He's got sixty one, right? Yeah. So I go here. If I put this up to three, he cannot go there and beat me. 
Yes. So I'm going right. to take that now. Unless he goes here, spends three, and then ties me on a encounter, which is the most random shit. <laughs> we'll see. I bet he only puts down two. To tie yeah, me? Yeah. yeah, he puts down two to tie you, yeah. and you both get second place points. Do I want a village? I can't buy any good souvenirs. I have to get really lucky. I think I farm. That sucks, though, because I'm not going to get a village on either one. I don't think I'm going to get that last one. I basically just do this and then get the village, and that's it, which sucks. So i got to get lucky on this village draw here. And hope that the good food isn't taken. Man, it's too much. The game, it, it, like, I love how quickly it ends. Like, it ends, and I'm like, damn, I, would, I ah, shit, I wanted to do more. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. It's like a perfect length of time to where you're like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, do I get lucky on this? If I don't get lucky on this, what do I do? Whatever. Nope, that wasn't lucky. Rip. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> my one. <laughs> I would love to have gotten my set. I need what I need is the other set to make a full souvenir thing and then like a hat. Uh, I need a shirt and a hat or whatever whatever they are. What is it? A fan, small objects, food and drink, clothing. What's the fourth one? Totem. Totem. So I need two totems and a clothing. And I need them all to be ones and then I'll win the game if I get that village. Wouldn't that be crazy? It says art souvenir. Art souvenir. Um, so we do an encounter, I guess. No, let me get the encounter, bro. Come on. No. No. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna well, that's not very useful. One, two, three, four. How many? That's do you the have? exact actually three. encounter that I said would be bad if someone else got. That was the one to the uh, one to the temple. Oh, look, green's gonna block me from. Green's going to give blue uh, the, or green's going to give orange the um, the hot springs points here. I bet. Or no, because it's four four, so we'll share them, right? If he goes there. Yes, if you tie, you share the points. So yeah, he yep. So he made it so that he gets three points. That's annoying because I could I would have loved that to try and win. All right. Well, I don't need panorama. I don't need. And these are all three panoramas, so I'm the village person that jumps. Yep. Hey, I got a totem, but it costs three. I have one dollar left. Fuck. That You'll sucks. also be last. Going there means you were last to buy food. <clears throat> what? So I don't get the food points if I buy the totem. But the totem's worth seven points. It's better than food. Yes. Yes, it is. And there's still a chance you might get it. Like, I've seen all ones on the last row. Yeah. I, I think you'll also get one more because I'm not going to buy food. Oh, right. Damn, he's got 80 points almost. That's crazy. Do not fucking touch the sea panorama. I think I already finished the sea panorama, right? Uh, he's got one more. There's a monster guy? No, Harno. Harno. Uh, he did, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, me. So he he, did can, he can't go there, so I'll be able to go there. Definitely a no, a no panorama game definitely feels weird. I did, I did get one panorama. It's so weird because yeah. I was doing panoramas pretty hardcore than when I first learned. Now I'm like, no panoramas Yeah, I'm telling ever. you and everyone <laughs> listening that panoramas are a huge trap. It's not worth it unless you actually finish it first. Yep. And he finished neither of them first, it doesn't look like. you. Did you finish one first? Yeah, I finished the mountain first. The mountain, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Harno finished the ocean. Well, time to see if I can get lucky on food. I have one buck. 
So that's interesting. He actually uh, uh, made a small mistake. He should have gone to that field's panorama first because he gets next move, so he just cost himself one point. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's oh, he can't. Right he place. can't. He's blocked, isn't he? Oh, no, that's Harno. No, that's, yeah, that's him. That's, so I'm going to yeah. go here. I finished that. That's, yeah, I was about to say that's a... Yeah. Go here. I don't oh, have you any get five for that? Oh, damn, that's a sick last spot. Nice. All right. I got Soba, so I have eight. So I'm going to have eight seven. also if I get a one. I need a one. Come on. Is there a one yeah. available? I don't know. Fuck I haven't yeah, looked at it. There is. Oh, my God. And so I can we, buy we it. Oh, my God. For, <laughs> yeah. We do a three-way tie for food. Oh, All right. Crazy. So I'm ripped. I'm actually destroyed here oh, in the last yeah. place. You got 10 for the temple, though. I know, but look at I don't have anything else. 91. Dude, he's got 91. But look all these points fly. Yeah, I'm dead last. Crazy. Oh, shit. We all had 70. I think that's pretty good up against us 378 player. We all got yeah, around so 70 points. For everyone wondering, the guy who has a, an EO rating of uh, 378 just crushed us. <laughs> 95 points. Squid over here has 76. The other guy, fourth player, Harno, has uh, 78. And I finished with 73. Yeah. Because I did something wrong here, which was go for panoramas. Don't go for panoramas. I'm telling you, Huge, bro. But enormous mistake. I got one panorama, and it was like a, I might as well because I got back to back turns. So I only got one panorama point, which is crazy. Yeah, panoramas suck. Don't don't do panoramas. <laughs> I'm gonna play again, and I'm gonna go panoramas again. I just can't help myself. I know. Yeah, like because nobody else is going there, so you're like, I guess I go there because like it's a like it's decent if I finish it. Is like the thing. Yeah, it feels. You're right. I guess it, the the word I want to use is that it's a trap. Yeah. Yeah. Th it's it feels like, like a trap. <laughs> there, there's an opportunity cost for spending so many actual stops at the panorama stops. In in that you have to go there instead of something else. It's only worth it if you complete it first. And if you don't complete it first, you've lost both the space and the points. Which I suppose you can say the same about going to anywhere. Yeah, but that like panoramas have the most downside points, probably. Yeah, yeah, like because maybe the village, like maybe you roll a bad village. Yeah, you can only like, buy one thing, which I just did. I just um, did that too earlier. That's the yeah. round before. Yeah. So that's that's more more high variance because one of the guys went there and bought three things. Uh, first turn, that's the guy who won. See, and... I I could have done that, but I saved the money, like you suggested. Which I like. I like that I saved the money, but. Yeah, yeah it didn't work out. <laughs> he could afford to do that, and that's that's why you pick. That's why you pick uh, the big money travelers people. that have large money because you just buy all the souvenirs. Like if you have nine points, if you're the guy who has starts with nine nine coins and has the uh, encounter bonus, you just like don't go to the encounters. Like you do it maybe, but you really are picking that guy for all the money that he has. Oh yeah, starting with nine cash, like bro, you start yeah, with two, and yours like that's so significant. You get free food yeah. technically, but like still. And just maybe possibly, possibly engineer a situation where you prevent one of your traveling buddies from having enough money to afford a meal. <laughs> that that sounds so yesterday. friendly. <laughs> yeah, like that absolutely did not happen yesterday. I didn't block block Mark from eating twice. Oh god. Good times. Yes. Yeah, times. I was I was starving when I got up to the top of that mountain, let me tell you. Yeah. I missed like, two of I my five like meals I, or I feel like I almost blocked you for meals three times, but I couldn't quite get that last last yeah, spot yeah. blocked. So 
when we talked about this game the first time and you introduced it to me, I first of all didn't. I first of all thought it was a different game, which is now to me very funny. I thought it was uh, the panda bear eating uh, bamboo shoots uh, game. Yeah, who is that's that the same game? I think that's by the same um, the same guy. Uh, oh no way! Well, that's actually yeah. that's kind of kismet. Uh, huh? Tana. Uh, it's Takinoko or Takanoko. Yeah, Takanoko. Yeah. So yeah, that's by the same. That's by the same um, creator developer. Yeah. Designer. Okay. Nice. Same so that's that's perfect because I like this one, so I'll probably like that one too. And I thought I would. And when you introduced it to me, I was like, "Oh, that's what I like." I thought I knew it based on that. Um, similar, like I mean, it started the same, and like it kind of has a similar like Takanoko Tokaido. It kind of has a similar like start and yeah, end to sounds, it. Yeah, sounds similar. So I was like, oh, that's it. And then like now, obviously, it's not they're not the same uh, spoiler. Um, but when you described it first, you said uh, it's like happy Japanese travel game. And I wanted to ask you now, after you've played it uh, a bit more and after you've studied it a bit and after you've kind of sunk your teeth into it, because um, for our listeners, maybe who haven't figured it out yet, uh, Decoy, uh, not to speak for you, but likes this game pretty good, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So now that you've sort of like, you know, sunk your teeth into it a bit, do you still think it's, quote, happy Japanese travel game or do you feel differently? <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still a happy trap, like Japanese travel game. OK, sometimes like you can make other people unhappy and that's never me. Nobody ever makes me. Yeah. Unhappy in this game. <laughs> I love the fact, I think I think this is one of the things I love the most about this game, like on the surface, as you did and as you just described. It's it's relatively cute. The art is very appealing. The characters are very appealing uh, visually and also like the art style is very nice. It's a sim very simple looking board. It looks a little bit maybe scary at first until you start to recognize what the things mean. And then suddenly you're like, this is not scary. Like it's it's very easy. It welcomes you in. And at the same time, a game can have people like screaming things like, don't I bet this motherfucker's gonna steal my shit? Don't God fucking stole my foot! Like, <laughs> yeah, don't, like no, no, it's no, no, crazy. No, don't, that... don't go to the encounter. I need the encounter. Don't go to the encounter. Like oh. it, you're king making. Like yeah, if you go to the encounter, I won't be able to tie this guy in the encounter. He's gonna win. Like yep. that's the thing that can happen in this game if and, you're playing very, very, very sweaty. Yeah, and I love the fact that it has both of those things and that you can engage with either. Because I feel like I remember when you described it you mentioned to me that people like try hard or can try hard this game and that you knew that knew of them. And I was like, happy Japanese travel game. That's like kind of simple, pretty light. And people are try harding. Like they should try games that are better to try hard at. Or like, that was kind of like my initial thought when you said that. And now I'm like, no, no, no. I could totally see how you could be like <laughs> getting emotional. And like someone's like, God, you stole my shit. And I can't buy food for twice, like two times in a row or whatever, like last time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think more than any other game, I don't get mad when I lose this game. Oh, no, and no, no. Me neither. I, I can't quite figure out why, because there's lots of games, if you know me. There's lots of games I get mad when I lose. And that's for a lot of reasons, like I don't understand the game well enough, or sure. someone's hunting me. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so for all of our, our root, root friends, a uh, good example of this is, I think it was like season five or season six of the, the Root Digital League. And this was back when it was on like a Google spreadsheet before AdSet came out. And yeah, yeah. I got like, I did really well in one season and I felt pretty good about myself. Like I ran really well. I got some nice. good distributions. I had like a 50% win rate. Oh, fuck. That's, that's really good. 26 for 52 or 27 for 54, something, something in there. 
Yeah. And I still finished fourth because I played too many games. That's another discussion. Right, uh, right. The very next season, people were hunting me. Like, oh, no. I would join games and people were like, yeah, you had a really high win rate. We're going to do everything we can to make sure you don't win. And I'm like, dude. But why? And they <laughs> like, said, come on, man. Good at this game, apparently. I'm like, no, I'm not that good. I got lucky, and I just got hunted for the whole season. Woof. And that made me so mad. I took a season off after that. Yeah, but retired. So like, that was, was that your first retirement? No, uh, that was like okay. We're on retirement number <laughs> six, maybe okay. seven. That was like retirement number three. So that was early, three. early days. Okay. Yeah, and I still have another on retirement. So at the time of this taping. We're about shockingly two and a half weeks out from RootCon. Yep. And I'm yeah, gonna have to retire from Root again. And yeah. Go, go play Root there, and we're yeah. gonna see how that goes. And then I'm gonna Hell retire yeah. for the last time, hopefully. Oh yeah. So I'll be retirement number eight or seven <laughs> or nine or whatever that is. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. So back to back to the actual subject. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's some games I get really mad at when I lose, but this, I don't care. Like we just played this game with this high ELO person mm-hmm. and another guy who ha- has only played this game, I think two or three times based on his ranking. Right. If you have anything below 100, you don't lose points. So he's probably only played like two or three games on here. Okay. Yeah. Um, or maybe four or something, unless he's finished like last every time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I just got crushed. And I don't care. That was fun. I had a good time. I had a good time playing that game. Yeah, and... the, the time with it is really nice. Kind of almost, not, not kind of almost, the time with it's really nice. Maybe, maybe, no matter what, like, you're kind of just choosing maybe, like, from, a, like, options you don't like necessarily, which isn't, that's not one thing that's inherently bad. But, like, I, I'm pretty sure that you could play this game and, like, enjoy it if you get last and get blown out, if you get first by a landslide. If like you play it like twenty percent incorrectly the first time, like we have when we were learning, like I had fun even when we weren't doing it correctly. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just so there's something about it. Like it's just so simple and serene and smooth. And no matter what, every time I've played, I'm like, damn, that was fun. Like I'd do that again. And it's quick, so it's like you almost could if you wanted, you know? Yeah, like we all the actions that you do in the game are just really pleasant. Like you're yes. eating food, you're collecting souvenirs, you're uh you're meeting interesting people you're donating money like those mm-hmm. are all positive things yeah and then then you go play something like brass and it's like you're building a factory right and you're <laughs> you're employing children coal miners you're like oh yep. that doesn't feel that great yeah and it's but, 1870 yeah but i got some money and i guess that's cool yeah <laughs> different vibe like, yeah <laughs> yeah like you can get money here too but you're going to like work on a farm. That's basically what you're doing. And get you're getting paid for it. Cash and you yeah. pay for it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like the game just feels good. It feels good to play. Yeah. It feels good to be a, like to spend some time. It feels good to spend time in the world. There's not really a world, but there is like, it feels weird to kind of say like that. Cause when you think of that, it always, always, whatever comes to mind is like a video game, right? Like um, the new Zelda game uh, like kind of exploded, like, and everybody was playing it all the time. And it's like spending time in the world of, like Hyrule, for example, feels a certain way to certain people. And it's like, do I want to spend time in that, like, you know, proceed like the, the created world of this video game? Yes or no. And then you do or you don't or whatever. But with a game, like a board game, it doesn't always feel like it has that thing to me. Like you're spending time in a art world, unless it's like a, like a heavier, um, 
like an RPG or like a game like Nemesis or a game like um, Root, for example, we were talking about, right? Where like the the art and the sort of factions and the flair and the pizzazz is sort of built into the design of the game to like kind of create it. Like the designers like seemingly purposely created the world, if that makes sense. But it's not like a, you know, video game world. So it's like a little bit, you kind of have to have that suspension of disbelief. And this one, I don't know that, and if they did, it's so subtle that it doesn't seem like there's a world at all yet. There is though, like I've, you go to the end and there's like a nice little bowl of like ramen and it's like, Oh, you're eating now and like resting. And it's like, I can picture that it's like simple enough to where I can attach my own experience with that feeling to my own memories. And like, it's like, I'm there doing that. And like, it kind of like builds the world, but like it lets you build your own version of the world, like really, really well for how simple it looks. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. it's actually like, true all this is a thing like you could actually if you really wanted to you could go to japan like this is a real road that right goes yeah yeah you know to to tokyo yep. that goes along the coast and you can go here and do all the things you can collect souvenirs if you really want to at all the little rest stops along the yeah which would be really it, sweet. it would be fun and or you could just do that from the comfort of your own home playing a friendly board game friendly friendly <laughs> <board game. laughs> friendly <laughs> nothing unfriendly ever happens in this game oh man if it if it happens on if something happens unfriendly, it's because the players are doing something unfriendly to the to each other. So the the magic yes. circle is being unfriendly, but the game is always being friendly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's um. It's so that's that's a, I'm good. So I'm glad to ask you that. That's a good segue. Um. So let's talk uh, a second. I think like kind of the actions and the mechanics of this game because I had a specific question about the mechanics because we always like to talk about. Like in Brass, for example, like what is the style of game? Is a Euro? What kind of action mechanics are you doing? You're playing the cards and then you're choosing to like build or you're choosing to sell or you're choosing to do whatever. And it kind of gives you like a sort of system that you can work in or within. Uh, Arc Nova, we did the same thing. So I'm curious for this game, like, first of all, like, I guess what genre even is it technically, right? Because I was thinking, okay, it's probably worker placement, right? Because you've got a pawn or like a meeple and you're moving it and placing it somewhere and then collecting the rewards. That sounds very worker placement to me, but like worker placement also kind of, in my experience means there's more than one and you're like placing them. I don't know, like on a board that's not linear, like you, I, it, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's worker placement, I guess is what I'm saying. It should be maybe, but is it technically? Um, Kind of. Yeah, I've always like, thought about this game since you only have, you only have one pawn. Right, everybody so can... just gets one character. Right. I always thought about this more like an RPG. Oh yeah, see, yeah, but it's because you, you get you get a character and you're moving the character across the board. Yeah, and it's you're like playing, you can only go one direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're making stops along the road and you're having an adventure. It it feels like an RPG to me. The simplest RPG I've ever played, um, and it kind of makes me like them because I've never like I've never done D and D and I've never done this the whole like I know you guys are doing the root RPG right now together. Like I've, I'd, yes. I'd be interested in maybe trying something like that at some point, but I've never done it myself personally. Right. But this kind of thing makes me think, Oh, maybe I would like that. Maybe it is worth giving that kind of thing a shot. Cause like, I mean, I don't typically lean into the character that I draw. Like for example, in this game, I drew a character that I can't pronounce. It's U M E G A E. Um, it looks like a geisha uh, from here. I'm zoomed way out, but it looks like it's a geisha. Um, and she starts with five bucks and like, she has an encounter power. So like, I don't know that that really makes me feel like I'm going to be 
her, her like you know what i mean like i always think of rpg as like i'm gonna try and be this character that i am as best as i can right like i'm gonna be zelda or i'm gonna or excuse me uh, link right or i'm gonna be i don't know the fox in your rpg game or i'm gonna be a goblin or whatever and like act like that and stuff but maybe i could yeah now that i've funny. you know what i mean now that i've seen this i'm like i guess i could do it but i don't you know like played any like like video game rpgs Oh yeah, but like those are different, I guess, because it's video, like centric. I've never done like a I'm, I don't know, like it. It feels different to me to be like a video game RPG versus a board game, whatever, versus like a D and D style RPG where you're like, kind of doing it for real. I don't know if for real still isn't like you're not going out and actually like I'm not trekking Japan technically. I'm not doing it for real, but you know what I mean. Like it, it feels different for some reason. I guess. Uh like video game RPGs are going to be a lot more structured. Like there's going to be a story that you have to follow and things right. happen to you. And right. something like D and D is way more, way, way, way more wide open. Yeah. Like you get to choose what you do and where you go. And as long as uh, your game runner doesn't put up too many guardrails, then you can kind of just do whatever you want. It's like oyster and style. Yeah. You, the world is just open. Oyster style. Yeah, the world is your oyster, you know? Like, don't you know? Oh. That? I've, never, I've never heard, like, I've heard of that. Like, the world is your oyster. I've never yeah. heard of oyster, oyster style. style oh, yeah. I just shortened it, I guess. That's, yeah, maybe that is a weird way to say it. But yeah, I'm, I'm right. going to stick with it. I'm going to coin it. It's like oyster that's, style. That's a you thing. That's not like nobody else. Is, everybody in, in the collective audience is sharing my confusion when you said oyster yeah. style. Yeah, oyster style? Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, no, that's just, uh, it's just oyster style, you know? It's just like the world's wide open. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's a, so we'll call it worker placement maybe for now. But like really what you're doing, and as Decoy has already mentioned it, um, like lovely. So you start at the far left of the board and then you can only go forward. You can't go backwards and you choose where, like what place you go on the map. Uh, and you have to stop at, uh, they give you like checkpoints basically. I, always, I mean, that's a great way to think of it as like a checkpoint in a video game, right? Like you hit a checkpoint and you like, it's like you can't dodge it. You have to go there. And then basically it's like a save point, if you will. Although you can't go back to that save point later. So it's not exactly the same. And uh, in between the two checkpoints, you get to choose where you want to go. And if somebody else is there, obviously you can't go there because worker placement style typically has the like, if they're there, you can't go there blocking kind of thing. And um, you can go to all different kinds of places, right? You can go to the temples and donate money to the temples and get points for it. Uh, you can go to, the, to a village and uh, try and buy souvenirs uh, and getting a full set of different types of souvenirs gets you more points. Um, you can, that you can pay for. You can go to the farm, as Dequa mentioned, and work for a bit to gain some money back. Um, you can just seek the panoramas, which <laughs> there's three different ones. And um, I'm, <laughs> I don't know, like, I kind of do want to figure out if the panoramas are actually not as of a trap as what we've already said in this. No, they're, they're, trap, they're <laughs> trap. But don't, they're so actually, lovely. Like I know, they're really cool. But like it's not like when we talk about strategy for a second, I'll explain myself. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure panoramas are bad. It feels like they are. Yeah, like I got one in the game we just did, and I got well, I got third, I guess. Um, but like I was only one point away from second, right or two, whatever. Um, whereas other people got like four or five, six panoramas. So yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it evens out, like you said, unless you get the big ones. But anyway, um, you can go to the hot spring, which is great. You can just like get points for basically nothing, just bathe. Um, and then there's the like a wild card basically, which just gives you any of those. Um, so you can meet a new person, as uh, Dequan mentioned, and that gives you, you know, money or um, like uh, souvenirs or, um, you know, 
the ability to get another panorama that you don't have or whatever. Like it kind of just is a, Hey, let's see what they want, what you might draw. Cause like, you know, sometimes it's nice to like just luckily get three bucks right before you need to go to the inn, um, which is your first checkpoint. And then you just buy food and uh, the food gives you six points each time. And if you're unlucky or if you're playing in a magic circle situation where they are being especially uh, uh, what's the word I want to use here. Unfriendly, I guess, since we've been using friendly, uh, you could potentially miss out on two of your meals, um, which is 12 points, which is not a bad thing to try and block as a, like, if you're playing this game and you can find a way to do that, that's potentially 12 points, which, I mean, 12 points is the difference between first and second place in our game because it was a bit, like, uh, skewed because that guy was really good, right? But, like, between us three, if us three had just played, 12 points is significantly the game. If yes. one person didn't get 12 of those points, they're way behind, right? So... That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good thing if you can block them from eating, which I guess in real life that's pretty uh, important too, right? Um, on this trek, yeah. <laughs> make, make and then sure uh, your travel companion doesn't have enough money to be able to afford to, to, be, to be able to afford food. Yeah, like, oh <laughs> uh, god, that's the opposite of Red Dragon Inn, right? Like, let's make sure everyone has a plenty to drink as opposed to like let's make sure you can't eat. Um, yeah, and then uh, at the end of the game, the end of the game, you get to the end of the of the of the journey. Right. And then you, there's some in-game scoring that we don't have to talk about now, but there's some in-game points you can try and go for throughout the game that you're fighting each other for. You heard us fighting for it in the game we just played. And then uh, that's it. You see who won. Um, all in all, I mean, if with everything scripted, it took us what decoy, like 20 minutes to play maybe, but we were also talking a bit um, to try and yeah, like strategize a little bit. So, I mean, if we were just like yeah. going, 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 you could probably knock out a game in like 10 minutes. Um, IRL, the BGG site says 45, which it feels like it might be right. Yeah, that's actually like if if everybody, what if it's past like uh, the teach stage of the game and you've all played this before, it's yeah, forty five minutes. You can do forty five minutes. Yeah. No oh yeah, like setup, setup and breakdown. May like if you take that out, it might be even like it might be like thirty even honestly. If everybody's like paying attention, you know, you don't have to be like focusing and and like trying to play fast. Like that's not what I mean necessarily. But if you're like like reasonably paying attention and reasonably know how to play, forty five minutes feels very doable. Yeah, I think. Um. So yeah, that's uh that's sort of it. It's like surprising, like we said, surprisingly simple and yet built into that. And I think now's a great time to like lead a little bit into some of that strategy stuff. Before we do, I want to ask this question, um, right? Since you've done it before more than me, how uh like I don't want to say studyable because I don't know if that's the word I want to use. Um, but how like how much do you think there is? How much meat do you think there is on the bones of this game? that you can like work on and get out of it. Right. Like, so for, to get, to give you an example, we're not going to, we haven't done weight just yet, but games of a similar weight, potentially not a lot of meat on the bones, if you will. So like this one feels like it's above the weight that it's placed at to me. And we're not talking about that yet, granted, but like, I'm just curious this, cause this has kind of been percolating in my brain for a bit. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just use studyable because I can't think of the word I want to use. Like, how studyable do you think this is actually? Because it seems like it's very studyable to me, and you can sink your teeth really deep into it if you want and really strategize and optimize, despite its simplicity, which is surprising to me. So I'm curious, is that is that right, or do you think I there's think not enough to actually really do it? There's a couple different ways in which I think about this question. So in general, when I play board games, I always try my best to learn things myself. And then right. like, I just like, what typically happens when I play a new game is I lose 
because <laughs> yep, it's the first time I play the game, and yep. then I, I keep playing, and I keep losing it at because I'm just, you know, I'm still pretty new at the game. Right. And at some point, something's going to click for me and say, I found something that's interesting, and then I'm going to keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. So for me, some people get a lot of enjoyment about reading about and studying a game as opposed and then playing it. Mm-hmm. I, I largely get my enjoyment out of figuring it out myself. And I yeah. think for most people, if you just want to go on BGA or you just want to play with your friends a whole lot, you can you can spend a good amount of time just trying to figure out what is good and what's not good in this game. And it's attainable. Like, I think most people can do that just fine. Yeah. I That's awesome. Don't. Yeah. So it, it, I'm sure there's strategy guys. I'm sure there's you, know, you can go on YouTube and figure out the people breaking down the like the 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 small intricacies of this game Mm -hmm. but i think there is enough here and it's accessible enough that you can just do it all yourself and and find most of it um that is what i did and i feel like i'm at the top of where that is like okay i might there's certainly more here but i'm at the point where i'm very close to figuring out how to beat very good players in this game but i'm not Mm -hmm. quite there yet and yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to continue to play it until I hit, like, a brick wall. If I'm still losing to Z Monster in, like, a month, <laughs> right. I'm probably going to go, like, see if I can find a PDF strategy guide to this game. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, like, because at that point, I'll just have not figured out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. I think I know what I'm doing wrong, and it's going panoramas. I don't go <laughs> panoramas. I think that's the major problem here. Or just so, go for one that's easy, that's, like, falls in your lap or something. Like, if you get, a, if you get an encounter that gives you a rice patty, then get the second rice party before anyone else and just go one more time and then don't get any more kind of thing. Right. Like something like that, maybe. Yeah. 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 As opposed so the, to, <laughs> I don't know. So, so the things that I've learned playing this game and, and feel free to like mute me if you want to figure this out um, for yourself at home. Right. Um, there are, and I think I do this for a lot of games is when I'm trying to figure out if I want to play a game more, mm-hmm. I, always uh think about the question what is it that good players do in this game and what makes them good players in that game so what is the thing that this guy did that allowed him to win and for some games that's easier to figure out than others and then after i asked myself that question i asked myself is that something that i actually want to do does that sound fun to me and for this game it essentially comes down to game knowledge and planning ability, the two things that are really important in this game. Yeah, yeah. So knowing what spaces are good, knowing what uh, what each character does, knowing how characters interact with each other, knowing basically what your outs are. Because another interesting thing about this game, just the base game, is that all the information, all the scoring is face up. If you really right. want to... All, everything's public, so you can just count everything and figure out how many points everybody has at any given time. Um, I'm not going to be the guy at board game night when everyone's drinking that's going to ask somebody how many spa cards they have. That seems <laughs> kind of like, you know, try hardy too much. Right. But in like a board game arena environment, all the information is right there and you can just look at it. You can just look and see, yeah. And I will bet you all the good players are doing that constantly because they're trying to figure out what they can contest. So yeah, for the end game scoring, right? Yeah, yeah. for the end game scoring. So yep. uh, that I think is one of the most important things, strategy wise, is the end game scoring cards. Yeah, everything is uh, gets added to your score as you're going through the game, except for the end game scoring stuff. 
And those are the things that swing the game most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so knowing what you can contest and, and the thing about the end game scoring is that only one person gets them. So if you finish a landscape panorama first, you get a bonus, go bonus three points. If you have the most spa cards, you get bonus three points. If you have spend the most money on food, you get bonus three points. Right. So only one player gets each one of those things. And there's a few more. And, um, I think those are the things that, that really determine who, who wins and loses the game. That along with planning ability, which is, in this game, how far can you see into the future? <laughs> yep. And can you predict what your opponents are going to do? Because you have this, this big map, and only one person is allowed to go in each one of these spaces. So right. you can block people. Yep. So if you can figure out what other people are trying to do, you can kind of finagle and efficiency your way to more points that way. Yeah. So... Those are my two main takeaways for how how people are good at this game. Just just general game knowledge and ability to plan plan their own little engine and then plan around what other people are going to do. Yeah, I think that's, that that seems fair and that seems right. And one thing that's also interesting too to kind of piggyback on your uh, ideas there too, like the board. Um, so on BGG, if you look this game up, it says two to five players best at four, and we just played a four player game. And we, uh, before uh, a few days ago, I had only ever played two players. Um, and we were talking about this a little bit, um, at, like before the show started or in like, in like at the beginning. So at two players, there's a third, uh, like dummy hand. Uh, I've always called it a hot cheese man in my like circles, um, that you play sort of like if you're playing hearts and you only have three people, you, you deal out a dummy hand or a bridge, same thing, or, you know, these four, sort of historically they are four player games and I have one less player. So I'll play with a dummy hand so that we can still play the game. Um, basically it's like that because I, I guess the game is a three player game probably, but they were like dummy hand is easy enough to create. Cause like there's this, this other traveler that can also block spaces basically, but they don't gain any points. They're just block. There's literally just blocking. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 spaces between the first and the second in that's probably true of every single in. I haven't done, I haven't deep, like I haven't done the deep dive to see if it's exactly 13 each time. Um, and like if the number of spaces are like less or greater between different sets of ins. But at four players, the, the number of spots you can go opens up. So some of the spots have two uh, like spaces. Like, so the first space in the game, for example, after the first in is a village space. And in two players or three players, there's only one spot that you can go to that village. But once you have a fourth or a fifth player, the like little bar that has a, there's like a little dash through the second spot that opens up. Now two players can go to the same village. Hey, how about it? So like, it sort of like amplifies the volume of things that you can do uh, in like in the game space. And that to me, like really adds a lot of the ability to like change not only, I guess, like how the game is played, because like blocking maybe is a little bit trickier, but also just like in terms of my experience with that sort of idea, like when we were playing uh, two player, you move the hot cheese man, uh, depending on who's like farthest ahead, you move the hot cheese man to block somebody else. And like the, it was pretty fast. Like I feel like we were scoring still about the same amount of, excuse me, the same amount of points, but like we moved through to each in pretty quickly. Um, I feel like I, maybe you only hit, I don't know, four or five spaces. Uh, like yourself right before like from end to end but then in that four player the first four player game i was like holy shit this is so different like the fact that there's another 
human player also moving and blocking and trying to gain stuff. And then another one too, on top of that, not just the dummy hand. I was like, oh my God, like this opens up this game so much different than I anticipated. Like it, I expected it to feel similar at that yeah, player count very, boost, right? Feel very it feels different. so different. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the proper name for, as you put him, the hot cheese man is the neutral <laughs> traveler token. <laughs> right. The, yeah, the neutral the... traveler token just follows you along and you move him just like your, your pawn would move. And the person who was in first place, uh, I guess we kind of, I don't remember if you've said this, but uh, as you're moving through, uh, turn order is not set. So the person... Oh, yeah, we haven't said that yet. Yeah, the farthest away from the next the next uh, in stop uh, takes the next turn. So it's right. possible to take multiple turns in a row. Which so is fantastic. That, that, so sweet yeah, that, that builds into like the, that. the strategy of what you're doing because you can skip ahead and go past the the things that are in between where you are and the thing that you really want, but you're going to end up taking less turns overall because the person farthest away from the end goal gets next turn no matter what. Right. Yeah. Um, and if that's, the, uh, if that's the neutral player token, neutral traveler token, the person who is in the lead moves them. And, right. and block spaces that way. Yeah. So there's a lot going on there. And I actually like, I like two player way more than I thought I would because it adds yeah. another layer of yeah. uh, complexity and player interaction, which is pretty interesting for a game like this. It's pretty you sweet. Don't normally think of games like this as having like combative player interaction, but this one definitely yeah. has combative player interaction. And, you're not fighting it's... each other, but you're fighting each other for resources. Right. I was about to say you're gonna you're fighting over resources, and that's what happened in the third. Uh, let's see, the see. Hold on. There's one, two, three. You make four in stops, so you buy four total foods if you have the money. So before the third stop, there are two locations that uh, give you money, two farm locations, right? So then that's and that's not always true, right? Like at the first, in between the first two ends, uh, there's only one farm location, right? In between the first the first in stop and the second, there are two. And in between the second and the third, there are two. And then in between the third and the last, there's only one, right? So it's a little asymmetric in that way. So just to give this example to lock this point home really well. So in between uh, numbers two and three, Decoy went to the first farm and sent the hot cheese man, who was then behind, all the way up to the second farm and skipped like three quarters of the of the journey. And now, boom, I can't gain cat, gain coin at all for the entire journey to the next inn. And I had no money. So, boom, I can't buy food. And then, since I got to the inn earlier, I was not the first person out. I think it was actually Hot Cheese Man. And then, or maybe it was you, and you just blocked the last farm spot. And then I couldn't buy food again. Like, so that, like, that's, it's a pretty sweet and can be, I guess, brutal if you think about it that way, depending on how you, I guess, take that kind of thing. It can be a pretty brutal, like, way that you can interact with people which this can do that um and it's crazy to me that we can look at a game like this and say that and it's also crazy to me too and we talked about this yesterday that we can talk about a game like brass for example and the like variable player uh turn order and like the mechanic built into that and we can compare that to a game like this and say similar things about them like that's such a good boon for tokaido because you'll remember and our listeners remember brass is number one right now on our list and on yeah. bgg right like it's wits ranked very highly and this one has comparable mechanics and like comparable like stuff built into it yeah and isn't yeah. that heavy and like that's a that's a pretty sweet like boost for this you know like damn <laughs> yeah 
so that's that's actually one of one of my hot ticks that we came up with yesterday that Tokaido is actually shockingly similar to brass and mm-hmm. yeah it sounds crazy to say except hold on just wait for it i i'm gonna i kept i kept the receipts so <laughs> i'm just gonna go down the list here so thematically couldn't be different it's a right. japanese travel game and brass is industrial revolution in england right that's very very different different right however player counts so yep. they both work reasonably well and reasonably the same actually at all of their player counts yep. with the exception of Tokaido we haven't played with five we suspect it's not going to be very good at five but right brass plays really well at two three and four Tokaido yep. also plays pretty well at two three and four I've played yep. all those player counts quite a bit and mm-hmm. maybe not three player a whole lot but I played a lot two player and four player right and it works it's good it works very well yep brass um is interesting at two players they both play how would you describe brass at two players if I was how's describing brass it different. Yeah. How is brass different at two players than three and four? Oh, uh, brass between against itself at two, three and four. I would say um, in brass at two players, you're really able to sort of uh, pivot if you're blocked. If as long as you play defensively around the chance of getting blocked, I think you can um, like, for example, let's say I really want to sell some pottery and go pottery strat. I can set myself up decently well like to be able to pivot to the other pottery spot if Zico and I are playing and he sees me going pottery and blocks one of them, like as happened many times, right? Or if he sees me trying to sell boxes and he needs to still steal the beer first or whatever, like I feel like at two players, you're basically just trying to figure out how to work around the ability for one other person to block you. And you only have to fight one other person for turn order. So you can really like sort of min-max that against one other person, sort of like a chess game, right? Um, although I don't want to compare them outright like that, but that's sort of what comes to mind. Whereas three and four, that third person or that other person, it's really a lot harder to me, it seems like, to be able to like play around getting blocked because you can kind of get blocked by like multiple people in multiple different ways kind of before you even get a turn sometimes. Uh, like, if you, like if you go first and then you have to go last after that and there's uh, six actions six turns of two actions each between like you went first you spent a shit ton of money so you know at the end of that round you're going to be going last so you go first and then players two three and four take two actions each and now you're last so now uh two three and those other players also take two more actions each like there's six actions right essentially that could totally fuck you right depending on what's happening on the board um a lot harder to potentially play against that That that's what that's my biggest takeaway i think in terms of the turn order yeah, so I want to say that a lot of what you just said also applies to Tokaido. In Tokaido, there is a yeah. lot of like one-on-one blocking. And you, mm-hmm. if, if you are aware of it, and I don't think you quite were when we played, because I think it's like a disaster play to go low on money <laughs> in two-player, because you yes. can get money blocked yes, very easily. Maybe not very yep. easily, but you can, you can engineer your turn to block money, even if it costs you some points, because it will cost the other person more points. And that's a right. really good thing. So if you know that, it's just more more combative. Both of these games are very combative, two players. Mm-hmm. It's it's more action-reaction. Like, I'm going to do something, you're going to react to it directly, when, yes. in whatever way that is. And it's something you have to build into your strategy. And that's true for Brass, and it's also true for Takaido at two players, I think. Yeah, and it's, then cool. it's so four, cool that it is. Yeah, Yeah, at, at three and four, there is some amount that you can do that. But really, especially at four players... 
you kind of just got to hope. Like, build your engine the best you can. And, <laughs> and, and then the yell and scream way. when somebody blocked it. God, fucking don't go to that last encounter. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. How? Like, you don't even have any money. Why are you going to the inn? Not the inn. Right. Why are you going to the market? The temple or the market. Or, yeah. yeah. Like, why are you village. even going there? You're not even going to buy anything. Like, you're just doing that to block me. And now, now I can't do this thing. Anyways, so that's... Yep. In a nutshell, I think these these games are comparable, not exactly the same, but kind of comparable at at different player counts and the way players interact with each other. I think that's interesting. Yeah, um, it's really crazy that that they that we can even have this discussion and have them like hold, have this one hold up to it in that way. Like I'm like, damn, that's impressive. Yes, but wait, there's more. Haha. Both of these games require planning several moves ahead, no matter what what player count you're playing at. Yep. Maybe a little bit less in brass because, especially at four player, your your plan can go up and smoke real fast. Oh, yeah. But even still, you need to be planning a couple he- turns ahead. Yeah. I think really good players plan like a whole a whole segment ahead. Like they'll look at where where their turn order is leaving the first in or even leaving the very beginning and right. say, "I'm going to try to hit these three spots, and if I can't hit that second one." I pivot to three and four before they have even left the end. The game hasn't even started yet. I think that's what good players do. Yeah. And once you get to the halfway point of that first leg, you can start thinking about what order you're going to arrive at the first in in, and then where you can potentially get to on like the first half and then whole rest of that first, I guess, second leg. Um, Yeah. And I'm not there yet. I can't quite do that, but I suspect that really good players do that. Because it just happens to work out so well in their favor all the time, which means that that's every what single doing. time I play, yeah, right. like, and I think that's by design. I don't think it's an accident. I think really good players can actually do that. Yeah. Um, same. Same with brass. Like, I was about to say, it, it's not. It's not a mistake that you ended up with exactly the right amount of money that you needed because you took right. loans at exactly the right place and yep. uh, you set up turn order in the way that you got four actions in a row to do this very specific thing both of these games just take a lot of planning and ability to see into the future and mitigate around bad things happening uh both games do that and then amazingly too to like kind of piggyback you also don't have to do that in order to play like so i think that's really cool too like there's some there's some games that have some weight to them maybe just to kind of like make this point even better right where it's like all right if i want to even play this game i have to start strategizing hardcore and it's like that could turn some people away from games right like I have plenty of friends who are like, I don't have enough time to sit and play this game for three hours. And if it's going to require me to strategize, plan ahead, blah, blah, blah. And I can't just like relax, turn my brain off or whatever. They'd rather play something else. Right. So to me, like if a game can have the variability to both have the potential to do that. And also just, you can like interact with the world and you can play it and you can sort of, I mean, it's not that you can't like, you have to think some like in life. Right. But like, you can kind of sort of not think about it too hard and still succeed in playing the game and still have fun with it. If you can have both of those things happen in the same game, dude, that's a sweet design, right? And Brass has that too, because like you don't really have to strategize super far ahead if you don't want to. If the table's just like, let's just play and have fun, that's totally doable in that game at all player counts, and it's super fun, right? Uh, and this one, I'm going to argue, just like you said, you can do that just like Brass, or you could also... Like, just go, like you said before, you can just be friendly. You can just go to the different spots you want to go to and you can just hang out in the world and have a great time. And like, yes, you can, and two different people could do two different things in the same game. Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's so crazy. Anyway. Yeah. And, and it all feels, it all feels right. Like right. It, it never feels like, 
I guess in brass, brass is telling me to try hard. I can't not try hard when I'm playing brass. Yeah, it feels like you should almost. <laughs> yes, it feels like the, the game is designed in such a way and the, the theming is serious enough that it, it makes me want to do the best I can and think Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. But to kind of go either way, like I could say um, I'm playing with 400 rated people. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to lose, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try hard. I'm going to yep. see where I get. Yep. Or we could just be playing with some friends and we're having a conversation about something else while we're playing the game and we're just, you know, moving a traveler to different spots and doing stuff. And whoever wins, wins. That's fine. Yeah. Same game. It's sweet. And that's the same game, right? Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. And then we also uh, we also talked about variable turn order. So yep. Brass yep. has variable turn order and Tokaido also has variable turn order. Turn order is not set. You have... You can influence turn order based on what your actions are, and I think those are the only two games that we have covered and are going to be covered covering this uh, this season. The season that yeah. is the case. I don't think I any think other that's games right. have variable turn order where you play a part in determining what the turn order is. I don't think so. Yeah. So to trickle ahead a little bit. Well, yeah, so you can do things that jump you ahead. So I'll make one very, two very brief examples, I think, but this isn't the same thing. So like, we could also just like not, but like in, so like in DI, for example, we've talked about that game recently and we're adding that one to the, to the queue, right? You can jump the queue, so to speak, at getting Swordmaster, for example. That's a very specific thing to that game that doesn't really matter right now, but there's swords, there sort of becomes a like, well, this person, the turn order passes, so like it's you know you can kind of in a sense that like you don't actively affect that but if turn order is passing in a specific way it sort of locks people into specific places that they can go in order right so like player 3 might have to wait until third to in order to get swordmaster and they can't like do anything about it unless they can find some way to jump the queue and steal it from player 2 or like so that kind of thing can happen in that game but again, that's not what you're describing. That's a sort yeah, of a that's different thing. Slightly different. Yeah, like you can strategize to try and get out of the turn order. Like, okay, it's my turn to do this thing now, quote unquote. Like now I get to ship for one turn. And you can do things that kind of jump you out of that prescribed order. But again, that's not changing turn order though, right? So it's a little different. Yeah, um, just, and then that exists in some, to... some other games too. But yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's allowing you to do more stuff on your turn. The, right. the corresponding thing might be like uh being able to play three cards on your turn in brass instead of two by investing yes. in something like yes. that's that's closer to an analogous situation which you can't do you're not allowed to do that in brass but that's right what that would be yeah exactly yeah so that's yeah it's 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 kind of crazy that like i kind of like this variable turn order thing like it's not something i see a lot in games about again I've, I've said this many times like i'm not like i don't know all the games right but i haven't seen this much in many games i've played and that's how i kind of like it you know yeah, it's the only other one that was kind of on there is Cosmic Frog, but that's just right. random turn order. It's not right. That's not, not even yeah. You can't do anything about that unless you're the uh, the Temporis one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. There's yeah. there's exactly one frog that can mess with turn order and yep. change the way in which it works. But aside from that, nothing else. These these two games are the only ones I think that we've talked about that that do that. I think that's right. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Well, hey. Um, Let's do wait, I think. Uh, I think it's time to have you guess and take your shot in the dark. Yeah, so 
I don't know if I have a good or educated guess, but I have a guess. <laughs> sure. It's going to be like, it, it can't be that high. Like, there's no way it, it's sniffing, like, even Dominion or Catan. Like, right. The, the game really is just simple. Like, you, you pick up oh, a piece so and, it and you and you do stuff. Right. The complexity comes on the back end where it, it, there's a lot of decision-making space it, to do things more efficiently. And in that sense, this game is actually pretty complicated. Right. Not, like, exceptionally complicated. Also not, like, the game doesn't play itself at a certain level. There's still room to be creative. But there, there's, right. there's upper limit there that I can see that I'm not there yet. And... It's not that hard. It's got to be like somewhere in the two range. Like okay, so but you're thinking it, beneath it, Dominion and Catan, probably. It sounds yeah, like yeah. Like it, I feel the same way about this game as I feel about backgammon. The okay, actual act of playing backgammon is not that hard. The hard part comes in deciding what to do and what move is the best out of your company. Yeah, options. that does that. Now that you're saying it that way, that does kind of make sense. Yeah, back it's a 2.01. So that's too flat, basically, right? Yeah. So this is going to be right around here. And based on how BGG does stuff, I'm guessing <laughs> it's lower. Now like, you're metagaming. I, see, now you're learning. Yeah. So I don't necessarily agree with this being lighter than backgammon, but I think everyone's going to say it's lighter than backgammon. So this is going to be like a 1.8. Ooh. Okay. So corridor for our listeners, 1.84. Checkers, 1.74. So you're you're like hitting it right yeah, between. Th- this might be somewhere like this. This could be like 1.7. I'm not sure. Uh, th- there's a whole lot of like right right in this area right here. There's a whole lot of distance. Not not a lot of distance. Like yeah. I, I don't know exactly what the difference is here between Trivial Pursuit at 1.64. Checkers at 1.74, Corridor 1.84. It's going right. to be somewhere in there, somewhere. Yeah, and that's interesting too. Like we just recently talked about, like what is the like what is a tenth of a point, or maybe to not be that like specific, what is a point on this scale really worth, or what is a half a point really worth, right? Like the difference between, for example, Monopoly at 1.6 to uh, Risk at basically 2.1 is a half a point. Like, how is that half a point the same as? Uh, Cosmic Frog 3.0 to Chess 3.68. That's all. That's a little bit more than a half point, but like Size 3.4 to Go 3.94. That's half a point. Is th- those two half a points the same thing? Yeah, I don't. That's that. Like you're saying, that's tough to quantify. Really, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So all we got is guessing. Maybe maybe bad guessing. Tell me this is like 2.5. So like oh well. <laughs> uh, so um, your guess is. As close as you've gotten in a long time, 1.75. So you were literally like, it's one of these, it's in between these, it's like right in here. You were like, if you didn't have to say a number, you're exactly right. But like, you were like, you know, you're off by what, a half a point or whatever. So that's not even like a tenth or a. I'm learning, guys. Yeah, that's what what I mean. I'm starting to understand. I'm starting to believe. You're getting it, man. Yeah, 1.75. So what do you, so do you agree? What do you think? Yeah, like this is fine. Like, I. For me, I probably have this a little higher. Like this yeah. is probably right around backgammon. I, I in my heart, like, yeah. If I if I knew what the exact if I could figure out, people are fallible, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying the people who voted on this 
got this wrong. But if I think if there was a true number that was actually verifiably correct, it'd be right around two. Okay. Okay. In my heart, that's what my heart tells me this game is. It's a two. Yeah. But I think because it looks so friendly and it looks so nice and you can play it without actually thinking about it too much. I feel like a lot of people who have voted on this have just done that. Like, right. Yeah. May not be aware of any of the strategy at all or were like us and didn't even play it right. The first three or four times where you just sat down, opened up the box and said, Oh, all right. We're just little, little guys taking a trip up a mountain. We add up points and then game's over and somebody wins. And I made a panorama and that looks cool. <laughs> right. And they voted this a one out of five and that's fine. But maybe they didn't actually dig too deep into it and didn't, right. didn't, didn't occur to them that there's actually quite a bit of strategy here. I wonder like, so, because I'm thinking, so to sort of speak to that idea a little bit. So monopoly right now, it always comes to mind 1.6, right? In Monopoly, you're rolling dice, and then you're moving, and then you're getting something if you have the money for it. Is that the same thing minus the dice as this? 1.6 for Monopoly, right? So, like, I'm curious. No, no, it's not. It strikes me similarly in the, like, if you if you try and whittle it down to, like, as simple as you can, you move your pawn where you choose instead of where the dice make you. You get the thing if you can afford it, which in Monopoly is exclusively that, and in this it's not exclusively that, obviously. And then you try and, well, I guess you're trying to, like, the end goal is different. But, like, in terms of the mechanics of it, it seems similar. So, yeah, it sounds like you're disagreeing. Yeah. Mechanics-wise, yeah, similar. Strategy-wise, they're pretty far apart. Right, right, I'm pretty sure that there is a, and it's been a while. Did you, how much did you guys talk about strategy on the Monopoly episode? (laughs) That was episode one, right? I know, Um, that was a long time ago. That's why I remember. It was... A decent amount, right? Like, um, there's been some sort of like mention of strategy monopoly when we talked about strategy, like we are now. Um, but it's not been like, you know, like I think uh, we talked about the corner that's closest to um, the. So when you're leaving jail and you go up to the free parking corner and then you go over to jail, or not uh, when you go over to the go to jail space, like that corner is apparently like the most lucrative and also people land there the most often on average. So the strategy is take those properties. Like we've talked about things like that, but not like, you know, we haven't looked into like the average rolls of each die thing. Like we haven't done any of that, obviously. Yeah. So, so the point being, there is a book strategy for Monopoly. Like someone has gone through and said, in every situation, there's always going to be exactly a correct move. Right. Think. If you roll here, what do you do? If you roll here, what do you do? If you roll here, what do you do? And then you just do it. Yeah. Yes. And I don't think that exists for Tokaido. Yeah, too much play interaction, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, in, in the same way that knowing what a dice roll is perfect information, Monopoly mm. is perfect information. There's no hidden... Oh, I guess there's uh, there's chance cards and there's community cards. So those are the two cards? Right, yep, those are the two. And those give you random stuff, random effects. Right, right, right. So I guess there's that. But those don't really have a lot of an effect... No, that's not anything you can like. Yeah, no, that's that's just that's the equivalent of like the encounters. I think in this yeah. game, right? Like, it's not anything so, that you can really strategize over. So I think, from like a very very basic standpoint, the mechanics of the game, two games are going to be very similar. Yeah, actually playing the game, 
there's actually depth of strategy. Oh my god! Whereas, yeah, this is like this like, is like a real game, just, quote unquote, right? <laughs> yeah, you 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 do what the game tells you to do, and it's also easy to play. Yeah, it's not like Candyland where you can literally like make a computer play it to determine turn order. It's not like that, but it's also like kind of closer to that than it is a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you. So yeah, one point seven five for me. I kind of. I agree in some ways and I disagree in others. I think I'm with you on the idea that it's closer to a, like, I think it's harder than Stratego, for example, um, because Stratego to me seems too high now that I'm looking at it again. I don't know if I'm, if I agreed with that then, but I think now I'm like, that seems like it's not that hard. Like you just set the pieces up, which uh, granted it could be difficult, but like, you don't have to do it strategically. You can just, you set the things up and then you just move them and you find the, find the, the flag. Like, you know how to play capture the flag from like age two or age, I don't know, five, right? Whenever you were capturing the flag. So like, that seems like it's pretty easy to, to grasp. Uh, and then it's just like, my nine is greater than your eight. So I win that conflict. So like, that seems pretty easy compared to this. Like, this is also on the surface seems pretty easy, but I feel like there's way more depth of strategy here that seems more fun to me anyway. Then we're getting closer to something like risk, which is like, I mean, you know, it seems heavier, I think, because it's just like a weightier thing. Like there's more to do. It takes longer. I think that adds to the weight, right? Like this game takes 45 yeah. minutes to play, not fucking a week because it never ends. Right. So, yeah, I think I'm putting it somewhere in there, maybe like beneath risk and probably above Stratego. So I think I'm agreeing with you in that sense. But also, like, it is really easy, though. Right. And this is one question I wanted to ask you before we get to the ranking. Like. Is this a game that everyone should touch, do you think? Even gamers and non-gamers alike? Like, is it simple enough, easy enough? Does it provide enough to the average human being to where, hey, you know, you want to play a board game once a year or once in 10 years or once every day? And Tokaido could fulfill that for each of those type of person? Like, does it seem like it might be the ubiquitous game? It could be. It's it's in the conversation. There's a lot of these games where I say, no, absolutely not. Right. Uh, even games that are simple, relatively speaking, like Scrabble. Scrabble's not for everybody, especially if you don't speak the language that they're playing Scrabble in, or it's not your first language. Right. So <laughs> right. Even though it's like, you know, a very bare-bones basic word game. Um, would I feel confident and okay introducing Tokaido to my mother? Mm -hmm. does not play very many new games. Uh, we play, we play our, our games that we play. We play dominoes, right. and we play cards, and we play uh, different things like that. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Okay. She might be okay with it. I don't well, know if she would enjoy it, but I, I'm pretty sure she could play it. Um, might be good. Yeah. Could okay. I play this with kids? Yeah, sure. I don't know how interested they would be, but they could play it for sure. Yeah. Okay. See, and this is eight and up, it says on the, you know, on the, like on BG, it says eight and up, which I feel like that, you know, I mean, you could be younger probably and explain it. It's pretty easy to get. Yeah. Maybe yes, then. Or maybe like the closest to yes that we've come to in a while, maybe we could yeah, say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's, a, and like well, everything else we've said already, like to add all that up, I think that leads us to a really interesting discussion for ranking because I don't know that we've covered a game lately. So Brass, Arc Nova, Cosmic Frog, like Tokaido, and um, uh, Corridor, sorry, I couldn't take it out for some reason. Like, I don't, except maybe Corridor, which also is similarly weighted. I don't know that we've covered one like that since then that's as good. Like, it makes me, like, I want to rank it high, you know? So, like, just for, for example, Corridor's right on number 12. Like, if, let's, maybe we start there. I know we said 
um, in the past that we were going to do like a, the one we just talked about and we like kind of do that little pressure point kind of thing, which we can certainly do. Like I'm totally fine to talk about Arc Nova um, since we just covered that one last week. Um, but like, I, so I guess maybe we do both. Cause I'm like the thing that I'm straight and I'm landing on corridor as like the spot where I'm like, well, that one seems similar in weight or whatever, but like, I want to put it higher than that. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly should be higher than corridor. So yeah. Do that for a second corridor. I think we both agree it should be higher than corridor. Totally. So then it's like how high, right? How high can yeah, we let so it go? How, Cause like, how, how do you feel about putting this above Varknova? Ooh, so that's the one we just talked about, number three. Yeah, so that might be our range potentially, and could it go above? Yeah, so that's actually a good question. I don't. So, yeah, I don't think the the game is just not deep enough. Arc Nova is pretty deep. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Arc Nova. Yeah, does that mean it's a better game though? I mean, it's not Maybe, for me. Right. Like, of all the games on this list, I would play every single one of them before I played Arc Nova. Whoa, bold. That's a bold statement. Even Mousetrap. Yeah. Yes, even Mousetrap. Ooh. I would play Chinese checkers, and I hate Chinese checkers. <laughs> that is how much I dislike Arc Nova. Right. For all the but reasons. you still recognize it's good, right? Like you yeah, said. Yeah, it, it's like a lot of people love that game. It's very, right. very popular. It's yeah, just I love it. Not, it's, great. it's not the game for me. It is the exact opposite of the type of game I enjoy. Right. Right, yeah. So what do we do with that, right? Like, So I... Th- I could be convinced. Uh, I think it's. I think it's twelve to three is our like little range. I'm looking at. Um, I don't think it'll go above brass, um, for example, even though it's so similar. Um, which makes me want to say it probably won't go over Arc Nova either. But I don't know. Um, but probably not. It's probably. It's probably like beneath that at the highest. So I'll make it above Fort, which is also weird to even say. But this is going to be tough. Like this top ten we have here, is is tough, man. Like, so side is the one right above corridor and. That that one's tricky too because it's the equivalent of like your your description of Arc Nova. A lot of people are like, "Well, Sides is great, but like it's just not for me," and like that's why it's lower. So like we put Arc Nova higher than Sides despite that, and I do think it's a better game though. Yes, I agree. But but like ah, I don't know. It's it seems experience. weird. To, it's so different. Yeah, like they're so yeah, those, so so those so so different. Kind of do very very different things. Like on the same level as Brass doing a different thing. Yeah, that's oh shit. Size, size is not good though. Like it, it's that's trying to do saying. a thing, and it does not succeed as much at doing the thing as Takedo does. I think that's right. Yeah, I think Takedo succeeds like more than it even needs to. Like, and we talked about that with Disney Villainous a bit because we were covering that one soon, and we've been playing it and played it. And like in talking about that one, we both said, and I think you initiated the thought, like this game doesn't need to be as good as it actually is, which oh, no. I completely it, it, agree it, with. Right. Did, they could have mailed that in and sold <laughs> a billion copies of that game for, for just having just all of the, all of the, yeah, it's just the Disney there. characters you like. Yeah. And somehow it's a good game. It's right. Not, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know how good it is. I haven't played it enough to know how good it is, but it certainly has like, there, there are certainly people who get together to play play board games and and play villainous a lot. And they right, it. like that is that is a full on thing, and that did not need to be that good. That's what, I, yeah. And but this one are. reminds me of that. Like this doesn't need to be as good as it is. Like, or maybe not need to be because like it doesn't need to be good because it doesn't have that Disney like tag. But like, it's Tokaido has this like this thing about it. This sort of uh, this like appeal to it where it's very unassuming 
It doesn't scare you really at all with a lot too many symbols on the cards or too many, you know, all these things that we've mentioned about games where sometimes they seem scary. Like Go sounds scary. It has baggage. Chess has actual baggage. Uh, Nefetafel is scary because it's like similar looking to chess, but also there's like hardly any rules and you can't learn anything about it. Side has 50 ways that you can score points and all these tracks. And it's like, whoa, right? Cosmic Frog has this massive map you have to like build and it could seem scary, right? Wonderland's War has a ton of different interactions and moving parts and that seems scary. Like there's all these sort of, these good games have these things that could seem scary elements to them. And this one is in that conversation, but has none of that. Yeah. Which makes me want to put it higher than some of the ones that like, they needed to have those scary elements in order to be good, potentially. I don't know if that's exactly why, but like just to kind of relate them in this way. Like, Jokaido's that good and doesn't have the scary elements, too. You're also speaking to the guy who gets scared about icons. And <laughs> this, true. this card, the icons scared me a little bit. Not a right. lot, just a little bit. At first, but, but not now, one, no. Like, yeah, one, one of the very neat things about this game, if you play it not physical, but if you play it on BGA, Board Game Arena, or if mm-hmm. you play it on Tabletop Simulator, all the cards have tooltips, so you can just hover over the card and look at what it is, and it'll give you an ex- actual text explanation of what they do. And that's yeah. extremely helpful. Oh, it's so helpful. Because some, like, not all of them, but some of the symbols seem a little bit unclear just by looking at what the symbols are. It's mm-hmm. more on the level of once you understand what that is, it's like a reference symbol where you roughly know this does that. And some of them are simple, like there's, there's the one, uh, the traveler guy, who gets to look at, starts a lot of money, gets to look at two encounter cards and then chooses one. That one's pretty straightforward. Right. But like the me- the the orphan free meal, that's not clear at all if you don't know. Yeah, exactly we didn't do that right at all the first couple of times. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of these, we kind of guesses what they were because the PDF is kind of, of the rules is kind of screwy a little bit. Right. Yeah. Kind of difficult <laughs> to look at. Um, so there's like a little bit of that, but it does not rise to the level that is in all these other games you mentioned. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, hmm. So, yeah, I again, Arc Nova, I, I'm kind of like, I, di- I, I wanted to not vote on that one because right. I'm incredibly biased. And right. this one is like the same from the other direction because I like yeah. this one a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would put it really high, but it probably doesn't deserve to be there. Like I'm, this is exactly the type of game that I will play for like another month, and then decide that I am done with that game because I've hit the cap of ah. doing all the things that I wanted to do. And as much as I've said that this has a lot of strategic depth, once I feel like, and I'm not quite there yet, but I feel like once you figure it out, you kind of figure it out, and you can choose to play the game a little bit more gambly or a little bit more safe or a little bit more funny if you want to right but there is a strategy there that i haven't found yet but i may find soon that will allow (laughs) me to win a lot of the time and then that's just going to be it like that's the end of the road yeah like you think it could potentially get solved quote unquote maybe in that way yeah Hmm. not not solved from the way i've talked about solved. right yeah not like the yeah but like not not mathematically computer solved, but like solved for me personally. Like the strategy like, of like I know what to do now, and it's like I'm not playing yeah. anymore and trying to study and figure. It's like I'm just doing the thing that makes me win every time. Yeah, and I've 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 reached that point with a lot of games, and there's only a few that I just continue to play in spite of that. Uh, I'll still play dominoes even though I pretty much know exactly what to do. Right. In not all situations, but most situations. But most, right. 
I just enjoy the game so much that I'll just keep playing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also another one, which we're also going to talk about later, that's on the list. Yeah. I've gotten super crazy about. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I would. I've been playing the shit out of Mahjong. Oh, no. That's not the one I thought you were going to say. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Mahjong hole right now. And Dude. It's the same feeling I'm getting from that. Like, I'm pretty sure that I know what to do now. But I find the game so damn fun, I'm just going to keep playing it. Bro, I can't wait to learn that for real and play it. I'm so excited yeah, for that. Speaking you're you're going to have a like... fit like learning this game. <laughs> because, spoilers, depending on the type of Mahjong you're playing, the rules are like overbearing, like crazy. Oh, stupid. no. So, okay. <laughs> That's fine. You can, fine. Be the, you can be the master of that episode. It looks, then, it looks like worse it than it is. It, it's, yeah, yeah, once okay. you get it, you get it. Okay. Um, sorry, that was a tangent. No, it's fine. Um, so, so, so yeah, so games, games that like once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. Like that may be the case for me in Mahjong and it may not be, we'll find out. But I don't know where that's going to be. Like, we're going to come back to this in a month and I'm going to say, why did I rank this third? I don't play this game. Right. Right. And I don't actually find it fun anymore. Now they figured it out mostly. Hmm. So for that reason, like there's just not a lot of depth there. I don't think it can go that high. Like how, how much longer are you going to play Wonderlands war? If we have a Wonderlands war group. Like basically forever. Yeah, I could keep playing that one basically forever. That has staying power. Wingspan has staying power. Arc Nova has staying power for me anyway. The brass has staying power. Like there's not, there's not unless you play like ten thousand games or something. I don't think there's a way that you can sort of like feel as if you'll win every game in every setting. Like it's designed in a way that really allows you to keep playing it. And Cole has talked about that in some of his design stuff, uh, the root designer, about how, like, we don't want to make games that are necessarily, like, quote-unquote fun. That's, like, his famous quote. is like, we don't make games that are fun. We'll make games that are good. Um, but, like, to speak to that point a little bit, like, he has said before, like, we want to, or he at least wants to design games where, like, you know, it might not be for every player, but the players who want to buy a game and play it a lot instead of buy a lot of games and play them all once he's making games that you can buy one game and play them a lot kind of style. And that also sort of strikes me as a sort of person. I think I want to get a game and then think about it and play it and like strategize and be with it for a long time. Not like, Oh, I played that one game that one time that was cool, but like meh. And then I never played again. Like those I'm less interested in ranking highly. And I feel like this one for me is one that will stay. Cause it's like, it's got so many good things about it that's like, yeah, I know how to win maybe, but like, I'm also just like having fun teaching these people who don't normally like games and like they're having fun and like I'm having fun that they're having fun with a game and now I can teach them another game maybe. Like it might be that gateway thing, you know, in that way. That kind of makes me want to put it above side at least and maybe above Nefetoffel and maybe it stops somewhere in that chess Cosmic Frog Go range. Yep, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, for me, the upper limit here is Wonderland's War. Yeah, I I think that's right. I do not think it's a better game than Wonderland's War. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And And Go, I kind of don't want it to go over just because it's like the best old, it's like the oldest best. It's like the best version of an old game. If you think like, what's the best old game? A lot of times it's like, well, Go is the best old game, right? Yeah. Um, So like that kind of makes me want, I want the best old game to stay a little bit higher just because like it has that uh, accolade, which means it's either over chess and below Go or it's, over Cosmic Frog and below chess, or it's below Cosmic Frog, right? Is kind of where we're at, I think. Yeah. Maybe Cosmic Frog is the discussion. Like, 
where does yeah. it belong against that? I think this is better than Cosmic Frog. I got I felt like I got tired of Cosmic Frog faster than I got tired of this. Ah, that's a good that's that's interesting. Yeah, maybe so Cosmic Frog is a little bit crazier. No, okay, yeah. let's not let's let's not fucking understate it. It's fucking a lot crazier. Yes. <laughs> like good lord. Um yeah, like design creativity maybe is something to be said here, right? Like Cosmic Frog has a shit ton of design creativity. Yes, it is an interesting to... experience that yeah. it's hard to replicate somewhere else. Right. Like, I don't know another game that does more different things in a weird way than Cosmic Frog does. And right. that counts for something. That counts but for a lot to me. It, yeah. It like, also like it is took a chance. closer to the type of game where you buy it, you put it on your shelf, and then you introduce it to people who have never played it before and you play it twice. And then it goes back to right. the shelf. That's it. Right. Until yeah, so maybe hasn't played it. Maybe it deserves to be with it, but a little bit above it because I think it will get played more. And I think it maybe even should get played more because it, like, we haven't talked about the theme of it a whole lot. We did some while we were describing the game, but the theme of it is also worthy of being, like, covered. Like, I like having people be with this theme a lot more is also nice. Like, being a nice, friendly person traveling and exploring and doing nice things in the community that you travel in, that's a great theme to, like, pass to people to, like, have as a mindset. And that's what this, that's what you're doing in this game, right? So, like, that's pretty sick. Like, it's more fun maybe to, like, you know, punch a huge frog in the face and steal food from their gullet and vomit it into space. Like maybe that's cooler. Cause like, you can't do that in real life, but like, you know, there's something to be said for like a game that can give you something that's good and real and also nice and also be of a upper tier in terms of like complexity and all this other stuff that we sort of like rank games on these days, you know? Yes. Yeah. See, I think number nine, new number nine is where we're at. I think yeah, that feels think good. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah. I think that I'm feels good. Number nine. Look at it. Top, look at it squeaking into the top ten just barely. So you know what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to re-rank chess out of here and let Tokaido go up one more, baby. <laughs> you're gonna split up chess and go. I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna to, make honestly. so much you're gonna make so many problems for yourself. Because <laughs> like that that is gonna be like, how do you determine that a game is better than chess but not quite as good as go? What does that even mean? I don't weird. know. I don't know what that means. Oh, well, I know what that means. Um, Go is just better, bro. Like, <laughs> just sucks. I don't know. <laughs> like, you're going to split it up. You're going to stick something between Go and Chess, and then it's going to stay that way. All three of those are going to be synced forever. Because we're going to have a 30-minute argument about whether a yeah. game is better than Chess and Mystery Game that's between Go and Chess. Right. Yeah, that's fair. And we haven't even talked about Ur and Mahjong, right? And those are up both. Oh old yeah, too. this is gonna get that. that, that I, so like, yeah, that's fair. Oh, this, is get, <laughs> this is gonna be crazy. This is gonna get dumb. Um, <laughs> why, did uh, I, why did I? Why did I suggest Mahjong? This is gonna be that one's gonna be so difficult to do. Dude, I'm so excited. Let's go. I don't care. That's gonna be great. Well, let's bring somebody on who knows it too, and then like you know, that'll be a little easier maybe. But yeah, that'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, if you want, if you want a. Uh, a closing hilarious remark here. What is your opinion of cat girls? Oh, <laughs> oh man. I still don't understand what this question is. So, um, is so, it from Barbie? I haven't seen Barbie. No. So, okay. <laughs> in case this does, um, in, in case, it'll make it probably. Yeah. I, I, I'm expecting Mark to cut this whole thing, but if it does make this in, um, <laughs> he, He's obviously not a weeb. Like this man does not know anything about anime. There's no, uh, no. 
there's there's a there's a thing where uh, I don't even know how to explain this in polite company. Anyways, just imagine <laughs> women with cat ears and okay. women yeah. with cat ears totally. who act like cats. Those are cat girls. Oh, um, that has a that has another name. It's called like a it has like a different name. Maybe that name is derogatory towards people like that. Yeah, let's just cut it off. But we don't need to talk okay. about this. Anymore. I know that I know whatever that name is, but I can't think of it right now. But I haven't ever heard him just called cat girls. That might that must be yeah okay. But I do yeah, know what so, that is. It's like I forget what the word is, but yeah. <laughs> so I I was looking for a online place to play mahjong. Okay. And people probably already know where this is going if this makes it into the the episode. Otherwise, oh, we just prob- talk about this on the mahjong episode. It probably um, will, but just in case, yeah. And just in case yeah. we, it does, you should say it, yeah. So, so I'm looking around, and I go go to BGA, because there's actually a Richie Mahjong implementation on BGA. And I was like, oh, that's really exciting. We can play it on there. And then right. I looked into it a little bit further, and it's in beta, and it's only async. Nobody gets live games of it. So we couldn't oh. play it. Okay, Simply. So I was like, okay, what's the next base, best play to play it and i'm like okay there's like a serious like mahjong thing website that's been around for 25 years it's kind of bare bones and I'm like okay that looks sort of interesting except the whole thing's in japanese and like oh, dang. you can do a translation and get the website to work but the buttons are not translated because it's like a script so okay. i'm like okay that's not gonna work either and then i found an anime one and there's an <laughs> anime uh I think it's an actually full-on anime that has a season you can watch called Mahjong Soul. And they have a tie-in game. And it's all anime characters. Yes. And I was just like, oh my god, please don't let me do this. So I signed up for an account. (laughs) And there's cat girls. Like, it's it's bad. But the interface is really good. Like, the game is actually solidly programmed. And it's got some gotcha stuff, but you can ignore it. And I've played like 100 games on there. It's, oh, it's let's go. Like, That's I, hilarious. I can't I wait to it. see it. Let's oh, go. <laughs> my God. So you're going to have to make an account on here and okay. deal with like whiny anime girl sounds before you open up the settings and figure out how to turn it off. Like oh, my I did. God. Oh, my God. That and sounds amazing the- way to be introduced to Mahjong, I have to say. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Getting Gamey is produced by me, Mark Overstreet, a.k.a. Squid. And by me, Ray, a.k.a. Decoy. Music by Pixabay.com. Music.